This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Charmaine the Finisher, and I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone on the line want to say good morning? Good morning, Eva. Happy Triumphus Tuesday, Yvonne. Good morning to you. Good morning to you. You sound so good. You have, you have a great day, okay? You too. Thank you. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Good morning. All is well? All is well. Got to go out and find a new find a new bed today. So. Oh, okay. I hope ready to find the right one. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> you have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you. Good morning, Sharina. Good morning, ladies. Good morning, Diane. Good morning, Diane. All is well with you too. Yes, all is well with me. Thank the Lord. How about yourself? It's good. It's well. It's well. Good. Have a wonderful day. I'm going on mute. Okay, you too. Thank you. Good morning, Serena. Miss B, how are you? I'm doing well, Miss B. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. Thank the Lord. I'm like Diane. I'm going on mute. Okay. Thanks. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Anyone else want to say good morning? Love to hear your sound this morning. Good morning, everyone. This is Shara. Good morning, Shara. All is well with you? Yes, all is well. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Anyone else want to say good morning? Good morning, Serena. Happy Triumphant Tuesday. Happy This Rochelle. <laughs> good morning, Cheryl. Happy Triumphant Tuesday to you. Yes, I received your message too. <laughs> okay, thank you. Love you. Have a super dope, blessed, amazing day. We triumph at the clear victory. Yes. 
Amen, amen. Amen. Good morning, sis. It's beloved Barb. Happy Triumph is Tuesday. God bless everyone. Good morning, beloved Barb. God bless you also. Have a great day. Hey, good morning, sis. It's Moxie. Hey, finisher. Good morning. Good, good morning. morning. Hey, family. All this we I'm ready for the word this morning, y'all. Yeah, all is good. Great, great. Have an awesome day. You about to get radical. I was like, oh my God, obedience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, With the radical gonna bring it in this morning too. <laughs> Come on, Dion. Come on. Hey Tree. <laughs> yes. Good, good morning, morning. Good morning. It's Dee Dee. And y'all know what? I'm celebrating victory. My baby is twenty seven years old today. God has been a promise keeper. So I'm with you, Moxie. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Amen. Happy birthday to your daughter. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Happy birthday, Rivers, Mom. That's Alyssa. She probably going to get on. Hi, Alyssa. Happy birthday from your auntie. Happy birthday, Alyssa. I love your chocolate. That's my my little girl. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Anyone else want to say good morning? Good morning. This is Christina Joy, and happy birthday, Alyssa. Good morning, Christina Joy. Good morning. Anyone else? This is a new month, February the 1st. Good morning. Welcome to Declare Victory. This is Charmaine, the finisher, and I'm your greeter this morning. Anyone else you want to say good morning? Hi, good morning. It's persistent. Good morning. Good morning to you. All is well with you? All is well this morning. I got up and got on the phone call. It's all good. (laughs) Amen. Okay, anyone else want to say good morning before I get started? Good morning, it's Jamaica. Jamaica, good morning to you. Have a great day. Okay, I'm going ahead and get Thank you so much. Okay, I'm going ahead and get started. I need everyone to please check your phone to make sure your phone is on mute. Hello, my name is Termina. The finisher, and I'm your host. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to join us during the month of February, where our monthly theme is entitled Radical Obedience. All of the declaration will focus on the importance of being radically obedient to the will and plan of God, which allows us to walk and live with purpose. I have two. There is two announcements today. First, please join us for TNT Bible study with Pastor LaBelle Jones tonight 
right here on the call from 6 to 7 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 to 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Second, there is going first Friday Night Live. It's going to happen this Friday. And the title is Forgiveness uh, Vaccination. Again, it's going to be a Friday Night Live this Friday. First Friday Night Live. Please join us. Um, also, okay, the prayer and the prayer request from the app, we do have one. And that's from Resilient Rosanna. She's asking for prayer for her for her family and for herself and the passing of her mother's sister yesterday. Additionally, she's asking for prayer for God's will to work in her mom mom's life and allow her sister to accept it. Thank you. That's from Rosanna. Also, I want to um, uh, pray for, um, again, the spirit of suicide. Also lift up the family of Chesley Christ, um, the former U Miss USA. Please pray for her family and friends. Also, I want to pray against the spirit of fear and the spirit of death, and the spirit of premature death, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. The order of the call is prayer and corporate praise. Valerie, declaration, Dion, then we go right to close the comments, hosted by declare. I repeat, prayer and corporate praise, Valerie, declaration, Dion, then we go right to close the comments, hosted by declare. The scripture for today is from Exodus 19.5, now, if you obey me fully and keep my covenant, then out of all nations, you will be my treasured possession. Although the whole earth is mine. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask you to put your phones on mute until I start to come off mute. I now pass the call over to the prayer warrior, Valerie. Everyone, please have a safe and awesome day. Jesus love you, and so do I. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Mm. Good morning, Lord. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you today for this day, February 1st, 2022. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God, that it is triumphant Tuesday and all is well. Father God, I thank you, dear Lord, for the sound on this call. Hallelujah. For the joy of the Lord is our strength this morning. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father God, that we come to you today saying thank you. Father God, you woke us up this morning. Hallelujah. You clothed us in our right minds this morning. Father God, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you today, Father God, for our family and our friends, dear Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God, that we can see, taste, touch, smell, and hear this morning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God, that you woke us up this morning, dear Lord. Hallelujah. You, give, you gave us food to eat, Father God. We have clothes to put on our backs, Father God. We thank you, dear Lord, for the running water, dear Lord. We thank you, dear Lord, for the electricity, Father God. We thank you, Father God 
God, for the cars and the bikes, dear Lord. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God, for forms of transportation this morning. We thank you, Father God, for those little things, dear Lord, that some take for granted this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God, for getting on this call, which is more than a call. Hallelujah. We thank you, dear Lord, for the movement of God in this place this morning. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord, for radical obedience today in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father God, we exalt your name this morning, Lord. We lift your name on high, Father God. There is no other like you, Lord. I thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Today, that the prayers of the righteous availeth much, dear Lord. You said, therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for one another. Hallelujah. And believe that what we are praying about shall go forth. I thank you, Father God, that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I thank you, dear Lord, that you are the great I am. Hallelujah. And because you are the great I am, that means we can do all things through Christ Jesus who gives us the strength. I thank you this morning that you are omnipotent and omnipresent. Hallelujah. I thank you this morning. Hallelujah. That you are God and God alone. Father God, we exalt your name. I thank you this morning for the sweet aroma. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father God, for your smell today in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that we love you, Lord, with all of our heart, mind, soul, and strength this morning. Father God, you said, hallelujah, that we can approach your throne, Father God, with grace, hallelujah, with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Father God, we need you this morning like never before. We come boldly before your throne, Father God, asking for forgiveness in the name of Jesus. We come before your throne, Father God, repenting in the name of Jesus. We thank you day today, Father God, for searching our hearts, dear Lord, Remove those stony areas, Father God. Remove those areas, dear Lord, where we harbor bitterness, dear Lord, where we harbor hate, Father God, where we harbor confusion, Father God. Anything, dear Lord, that is not pleasing to you, remove it right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you according to your word, dear Lord, Ezekiel 36, 26. And I will give you a new heart, a new spirit. I will put within you, and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, today that our hearts are soft and pliable, dear Lord. I thank you, Father God, today that we hear the voice of the Lord. I thank you, Father God, that we all, dear Lord, desire to be obedient, Father God, today. I thank you, Father God, for radical obedience in the name of Jesus, that when you say go, we will go. When you say talk, we will talk. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father God, that on today, dear Lord, you are calling us up. You are calling us to move. You are calling us to go higher. I thank you today that we hear your voice, Father God. You are giving us a heart, Father God, for the wounded and the broken. You are giving us a heart, Father God, for the lost and the dying, dear Lord. You are giving us a heart, Father God, to bring light to every dark place in this world. Hallelujah. According to 1 Peter 2.9, we are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. You, Father God, have called us to be your special possession.
nation, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that we declare praises of the Lord in the name of Jesus. You brought us out of the darkness into the marvelous light, Father God. In that darkness, Father God, you brought us from our mother's womb. Hallelujah. For this time, for this season, to do something, Father God. Hallelujah. According to Jeremiah 1, 4, 5, before I formed you, I knew you. Father God, you set us apart. Hallelujah. You called us to prophesy to the nations, dear Lord. We are predestined. It is not by happenstance that we are here today, dear Lord. This morning, Father God, it is not by happenstance, dear Lord. Hallelujah. And according to John 15, 16, we did not choose you, Father God, but you chose us this morning. You chose us to go forth. You chose us to bear fruit. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah, we declare and decree, Father God, that on this morning, we believe the word of God, hallelujah, whatever we ask for in prayer, Father God, it shall be done in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, Father God, you are Jehovah Rapha, Father God, you are our healer, dear Lord, you are Jehovah Jireh, Father God, you are our provider, dear Lord, you are Jehovah Shalom, dear Lord, you are our Prince of Peace, Father God. You are Jehovah Nisi, dear Lord. You are our banner of protection, Father God. You are El Roy, Father God. You are a God that sees us, dear Lord. You know everything about us, Father God. I thank you that you, your word says you will never leave us nor forsake us, dear Lord. I lift up to you this morning in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The prayers, Father God, the prayer request for Rosanna in the name of Jesus, lifting up her family, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for sending her Psalms 91, dear Lord. You are her refuge, Father God. I thank you, dear Lord, that you are her hiding place, dear Lord. I thank you for comforting her family in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, for restoring relationships, dear Lord. I thank you that she not lean on her own understanding, dear Lord, but acknowledge you in every way. Hallelujah. Your word says, seek first the kingdom of God and all of your righteousness, and everything shall be established according to your way, to your will, Father God. Hallelujah. I thank you for her powerful praise report and her testimony. I lift up to you, Father God, the family, dear Lord. Hallelujah. For the USA, dear Miss USA, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless the family, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for every prayer request, dear Lord, spoken and unspoken. Father God, we come to you this morning declaring and decreeing, Father God, that the spirit hallelujah, of suicide and premature death be demolished and be taken up by the roots in the name of Jesus and tossed into the sea in the name of Jesus. Father God, I thank you, Father God, for blessing people today, for letting them know who and who they are. Hallelujah. Again, you chose us, Father God. We are royal, Father God. It is not by happenstance that we are here today. So I thank you in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, for every diabolical spirit to be demolished in the name of Jesus. Our minds are not a demonic playground, Father God. I lift up to you every child, Father God, every man and woman, dear Lord, hallelujah, every person, dear Lord, who is coming to you in need, Father God, who is suffering, Father God, in the mind, who is going back and forth, Father God, with oppression and depression, Father God. You said no. We thank you, Father God, for cutting those cords right now. We thank you, Father God, for breaking every generation 
generational curse and stronghold in the name of Jesus that would come and try to rob, steal, and kill Father God to take lives, dear Lord. We are here for a reason. I thank you that life shall go forth. I thank you that the plans and the pl- the plans, dear Lord, of the righteous availeth much the prayers, Father God. Your word says according to Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, for I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, plans not to harm you, plans to give you a hope for an amazing future. Father God, so I thank you, hallelujah, for those, dear Lord, even on the line right now, Father God, hallelujah, who are going back and forth, who are wavering in their thoughts. I thank you, Father God, for the immediate transformation in the name of Jesus. I thank you for renewing their mind, dear Lord. I thank you, hallelujah, that they are in the world, not of the world, Father God. I thank you for giving them a desire, dear Lord, to study your word, to understand your word. I thank you for making that word plain, dear Lord, and clear in the name of Jesus. Use them, Father God. You have purpose, dear Lord, for them. There's destiny on the inside of them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father God, that they are smart, intelligent, and gifted in the name of Jesus. I come against every spirit of lack and slack, Father God, every spirit of pity, Father God, every form, dear Lord, hallelujah, of trauma, dear Lord, that may have challenged them in this uh, journey, dear Lord. I thank you, Father God, that you have delivered them, Father God, from childhood wounds, Father God. I come against every form of sexual abuse, Father God, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, that has come, dear Lord, to pervert the minds of your people, hallelujah. I thank you, Father God, that what you have planted on the inside of each and every one of us shall go forth in the mighty name of Jesus. We are here to make a difference in this world. Father God, your word says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my faith, Father God, hallelujah, you would turn us from our wicked ways, dear Lord. We would hear from you and that our land would be healed in the name of Jesus. So I thank you today, dear Lord, that we all have a desire to pray, hallelujah. We all have a desire to meditate on your word, hallelujah. We all have a desire to be obedient, Father God, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you today, Father God, that everyone would come off of mute, hallelujah, and pray and say, Thank you, Father God, and lift up your voice to the Lord. We would I'm <laughs> 
uh, all that I see, against the things that, that I hear, uh, against the things that I don't even understand. I'm grateful this morning uh, for a heart to trust him, for a heart to love him back, for a heart to live like I love him back. Amen. Amen. Happy Tuesday to each of you. Today is triumphant. Tuesday, and I would that you would keep Lady Liz in your prayers, um, just in for healing in her body. Amen. In Jesus' name, uh, today I, I happy February first, y'all. Listen, this year ain't waiting on nobody already. It is February first, and I promise it was Thanksgiving the other day in my mind's eye. Uh, that being said. Uh, listen, time is not waiting on anybody, keeping in mind that time is not the God. It is for us. Time is for us. And so we are living in critical and crucial times and have a vast responsibility to seize the day. So this morning, I, I want to remind you that every single day above ground is action at working your dash, right? It's all we have is our birth date, our dash, and the date that we ascend to be with the Father. And so I just want to encourage you, don't take today lightly. Um, take today like you you have no clue whether or not it might be your last. It is important that we are operating at optimal uh excellence in this season, that we are extracting all of the things that are down on the inside of us, and they are being made manifest in the earth, that thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, I, as, as God has um, shifted the topic uh, for this month, I know that there is almost always when that happens, um, there is a shift that is ringing in the heavens. And I'm just grateful this morning that I can hear, that I can shama, which is what the word obedience or obey means in the Hebrew. Um, it is a privilege to be able to hear the voice of God, to hearken unto the voice of God, and to, for real, um, have a, a sense of discernment when times and seasons are changing. And so this morning, I pray that you would shama him, that you would hear him, but not just that you would hear him. I want to give you the working definition of the word radical. I could have just said that the title was obedience. I could have just said that the title in obedience itself, because it's enough, because when you hear God uh, and you honor him and what you've heard, there is a freedom that begins to manifest. But this is not that. This is an extreme idea or concept of obedience. Let me, let me give you a couple of working definitions of a radical. A person who advocates through or completes political or social reform. A member of a political party or part of a party pursuing such aims. You guys hear me uh, refer to... Uh, 
kingdom living as a, a form of political pursuit, or you'll hear me say legislation. When, when we think about the word radical, it means relating to or affecting the fundamental nature of something, far-reaching or far-through, advocating or based on, through, or complete political social change, representing or supporting an extreme or progressive section of a political party. Whether or not you guys know or even understand we literally legislate when we pray. We, we honestly, um, when we go after him, when we go after it, when we go after the truth of who God says we are, we are legislating in the heavens. That's why you'll hear me say heaven's courts or uh, the courts of heaven. Let me give you the working definition of obedience. Working definition of obedience, compliance with an order, right? Again, that's legal terminology. Request or a law, that's legal terminology. Submission to another's authority, that's legal terminology. A lot of times, as believers, we don't know what we have access to. We don't necessarily understand that we are created for real, to reign in high places. But when you don't know your position in Christ, uh, when you don't get that you are postured uh, for legislation, that you are postured for a strong argument that agrees and testifies to what's already written in the heavens according to Psalms 139, 13 through 16, that there are things that are already established that all you have to do is have the courage to be radically obedient enough that the manifestation of what already is begins to show up in your life. Um, there are, I'm going to, I'm going to digress just a little bit. And, and first and foremost, thank you this morning for the hosting and greeting Valerie. Thank you for ushering us in to the presence of God. And thank you to each of you um, who have the courage this morning to open up your mouth and declare the works of he who sent you. Uh, I remember being a, a little girl, and uh, there were always instructions for, for those of you guys that are in the 50 Club or very near to it. You could go outside and play for as long as you want. But when that streetlight comes on, you better be high tailing it back to wherever it is that you were supposed to be. Don't let grandma come outside because skates would come out. And there was a, a we called it the tan bark park right down the street from my house. I'd hear her scream, Didi Sharif. And honey, if I looked up and saw that street light on, I would be in instant panic mode. Y'all remember that, right? Uh, I remember we weren't allowed to go too far from home. We should always be in eye shot or earshot, somewhere close enough that if my grandmother came outside, and she did often, and said my name aloud, sometimes I would smell cornbread and uh, cabbage or greens and uh, some baked chicken or some fried chicken. I could always tell 
when the street light was approaching coming on. We we all had a responsibility to govern ourselves accordingly, as they say in in the church, right? I remember moments where sometimes I would have my own self-mind, but I was adamant about obeying what I was told. I remember turning 18 and having my own car and uh, still living in my mother's house. If she said be home at 12 o'clock, I don't care if I had to pull up at 11.30 and sit outside until 11.59. I was not missing my curfew. And child, if I was anywhere and my and I hadn't driven or I had gotten there by some other means, and sometimes, you know, you hang out with folks, they don't really care about curfews. They don't be caring about consequences. I was always a punk when it came to that Jacqueline Ann Jackson and that Sadie Jackson, because they would make me completely shamed. I remember one time I had gone out with Ladybug, and they drove. I, I wasn't the driver. And I'm grown to death. I got a job. I pay rent. I got a car note. I pay insurance. And honey, my curfew started approaching. And you know when you, you feel like you're going to get a whooping when everything that got hair on it start itching? Honey, I was a nervous wreck. And I remember calling my mom, saying, Mom, probably about an hour early, because I had already been informed, honey, I'm not leaving. I don't know how you're going to get home, but you'll figure it out. That was before Uber or Lyft. That was when taxi cabs were borderline scary. And I was way in the middle of somewhere, but I was freaking out because I had never missed my curfew. When I think about that today, um, I've been in obedience school for a really, really, really long time. And the amazing part is even when I became a fully grown woman living on my own, there was always this looming idea that it was necessary for me to have some type of order and structure to the things that had been established in me, even with no one watching. I had no idea that it was just my lifestyle. It was the way that I was wound together. It was the way that I was put together. I had no idea. And as, as rebellious in my mind's eye as I was, when I think back over my little life, I always had uh, this hankering for not disappointing God. I always had this little thing in me that would say, Dion, you can go out there, but don't go too far. When I used to do uh, a lot of music and things of that nature with uh, the, the two shorts and the Snoop Dogs and the E-40s and things of that nature, I'd be at the club and Dion would find her somewhere to sit in the corner just in case something popped off. I didn't want to be out of pocket. I wanted to be able to uh, exit stage left. Because my life has always been a little bit different, um, there were times and moments where the Holy Spirit would say, I, I, I don't go there, even before I recognized the power of the Holy Spirit that lived on the inside of me. And I remember distinctly the times where I went against the sound of that voice, of what I shamed, of what I had heard. And every single time, y'all, I kid you not. Every single time I heard that still small voice and I did the opposite of what was said, something ridiculously um, unthought of, unheard of would happen. 
one time, again, fooling with that ladybug, I went to a motorcycle party <laughs> in Oakland, right off of San Pablo, next to the Hostro, child. I'll never forget it. And I went to this party knowing full well. I didn't drink. I didn't smoke. None of that at the time. Everybody was high and drunk and doing what they wanted to do. And I knew I should not be there. The next thing you know, somebody pulls out a, a gun. Now, and, and here I am. I'm crouched down on the ground saying, Lord, what did I come here for? And before you knew it, I ran outside, I got to my car, I got in my car, and at the time, this is in my high side days, y'all, I was bawling out of my mind with my little disobedient self. And I got in my car and I started it up and I thought I was going to drive off. And the next thing you know, my car was sitting on top of my tires as somebody, I had interrupted them in stealing the tires off my car. Now it's one o'clock in the morning and I'm in complete disobedience someplace. I have no business and everybody that was with me at the party had left and I was outside alone. By the grace of God, I had an old school grandmother that made sure I had AAA at all times, and so I was able to get the car repaired, but I couldn't help but sit there and say, if you had only shamed, if you had only listened, your car would be parked safely in your little parking stall at your apartment. You would be at home safe and sound, but no, I had spent a lot of time trying to fit in. I had spent a lot of time trying to pull off what God had already put on me. I had spent a lot of time at this point. I knew that I was peculiar. I knew that I was different, but I didn't want to be. I wanted to be like them. I wanted to be able to get away with what everybody else got away with and do with uh, what everybody else was doing because it seemed like it was the, the fun thing to do. It's amazing how when God's hand is on your life, there's a, a level of obedience that is necessary to get you from point A to point B. Each of my children, uh, I, I continually remind them, including my, my siblings, there are certain things that when you are marked by God, uh, you can't escape them. You can't get away from them. And I promise I'm going to give you scripture context in just a moment. But there are things in our lives that if we just be honest, we could have missed if we had listened to that still small voice. My kids, certain things will happen. And they'd be like, Mama, <laughs> how did you know? Listen, I keep trying to tell you, if this is my life, and you are my child, I don't know why you think you'd be able to get away with X, Y, or Z. You just won't. Sometimes I will interrupt them in the middle of their mayhem, interrupt them in the middle of their mischief, only because I can shama. Right? You wouldn't, you wouldn't think, and I'm, I'm going to give you the full definition of obedience and what that means. I wanted to establish some things this morning because we have been taught that God is an ogre in certain uh, religious settings. We've been taught that he is like this boogeyman when the reality is his love for us is so immense. It's so great that he'll give us instructions that are full of protection even when we don't understand 
there are certain things that I want to give to my children, but I know that they're not mature enough to handle the weight of the gift. That's the same way God feels about us when we disobey him. This word obedience is so intense, but it's so simple. It it is so gracious. It is so full of grace and mercy. This word obedience, it uh, engrafts us in the truth of who God says we are before we recognize the strength that he gives us through obeying not just his word, but his commands. It means to hear him the first time and to honor him with our lives in such a way that we walk in the freedom wherewith we were saved, the freedom that people look on and they try to figure out what makes you so free? How do you say this or that and do this and that? What is it that's on your life, that's on the path that you're on that covers you and gives you favor with man? And I I need to tell y'all this morning, it's something I had to learn very differently and it's obedience, I promise. Right there, there are things that I would love to do. There are places that I would love to go. You know, in my old nature, some stuff I I don't have a, a taste for anymore. Some things I don't have a desire for anymore. But that happened. The more I submitted my will to the truth of who God says that I am over my idea of what I thought it should look like. Let me give you the Merriam-Webster definition of the word obedience. An act of instance of obeying. The quality or state of being obedient. Look, check this out. Here's this legal terminology again. A sphere of jurisdiction, right? Uh, especially an ecclesiastical or something secular dominion, right? We we don't understand that literally a life of obedience is legislating kingdom rule. A life of obedience is instituting the truth of the jurisdiction in which we reign. When you start to understand the weight of the truth, of the fact that we legislate with our lives, our prayer lives. Again, the word obey or obedience means to shama, to hear and to obey. It means that you get it. God, I recognize that there are certain things that you intended for me from the foundation of the earth. I understand that you have uh, some instructions for me that will carry me from this glory to that glory. I get that at this point, especially when you realize that he chose you, you did not choose him. It was him uh, that had an idea in mind of what you would be and where you would go and who you would touch and how you would empower and how you would instill. Let's let's go to the word of God this morning. Um, I, I kind of got stuck in James on uh, on several occasions for several reasons. And if you ever have a moment and you take some time to look at the book of James, it is full of why we should obey God. So let's go to James 1 and 22. Get this. Don't merely listen to the word and so deceive yourself, but do what it says. Right? Follow, follow those 
instructions. It, it is one thing to be a hearer of the word, but it's a totally different thing uh, to operate in what the word says. James 4 and 7, submit yourself then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. You ever had one of those thoughts uh, in the middle of your day, and, and it could be pertaining to anything. Um, I, I grew up with a bunch of hustlers and scammers, y'all. Let me, let me just talk about <laughs> what is and, and what I know and, and what I know God kept me from. And I, I want to give you a very specific example. I, I had uh, a girlfriend. She wasn't my friend initially. She was a client. And I, I remember seeing her coming. I'm not going to tell y'all her name. I'm going to protect the innocent. But this to, to date, this is my homegirl. Um, and, and I remember when she walked in the door, I remember who brought her to me. And he was a noted scam artist. He was good for working some type of uh, paper shuffle. That's what we used to call it. He was good for some type of insurance scam. It was, it was that blue-collar crime. He, he did stuff that he could slide under the radar, but he would always hit real nice, and he would find a young lady that was green, and he would send her. It's a different type of pimping from where I come from, right? And I remember he brought this young lady to me, and I could look at her and tell. I said, Lord, this baby don't know what she got herself into. And I remember her sitting in my chair, and the first time I did her hair, I didn't say nothing. But I was watching her being inducted into this lifestyle of white-collar crime. I had a, a feeling that she didn't know her Social Security number was working paper. I, I, I just knew it in my knower. And at this time, uh, I was already at Salon Deliverance. I, I was walking into my season of, for real, submitting myself to God and being in a place where I understood that my life was different, that there were things that I had to do. And if you knew my history, um, I tell y'all bits and pieces of it, but once upon a time, that, that same location, I remember God telling me, you are responsible for every word you say to these young women that sit in your chair. I remember she sat in my chair this one particular day, and I could feel the presence of God before I even recognized what my assignment was, saying, you need to tell her, you need to warn her about what she's getting involved in. So I slowly began to approach the conversation and ask her how things were going with this uh, little devil man, honey, that I knew she had gotten herself tied up with. She was smitten. And I could see the green rubbing off and her grass beginning to brown. And I told her, I'm not trying to be funny, but if you ever need me, um, make sure you holler. I was like, and you be careful with this cat because he has a whole different agenda and objective. And, you know, her neck got to rolling and she got to telling me how much he loved her and cared about her. And I'm thinking to myself, yeah, he sure does as long as that Social Security number is not hot. But by the time it's all said and done, to everything you thought you had, this little cat is going to take. And the next thing you know, she had a little red prelude. It was just as cute and paid for. And the next time she showed up, she showed up in a Lexus. And I said, ah, gotcha. He done tricked you into thinking he done bought you a car. And he done got cash for yours and gave you a car note. Polo tink tink. Long story short. 
by the time it was all over, there were probably about 15 of them. Now, I was around. I was very close to the circle. But see, when you have calls and mantles and assignments and you're dispatched into things, Holy Spirit will start to tell you, yeah, don't do that. Uh-uh, don't, don't go with them today. You, you stand back. You, you sit back and watch. By the time it was over, everybody got indicted in my whole entire circle except for me, all of them, all 15 of them went to jail. And I mean, I was rocking and rolling and riding. They'd be like, Dion, yep, nope, I'm not doing that. I'm cool. And I'm watching them get paper. Well, see, I was getting some already, so it, it wasn't too far-fetched. And I wasn't greedy, but I was more afraid of what I could hear, of what I could shama than I was of going to go get that cookie money, that money that was that, that dirty money. They was pink slipping people cars and cre- it was a mess working insurance frauds and all kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm probably not going to fare too well doing that. And the next thing you know, I started getting one collect call after the next. And all I could do was say, God, I thank you. It was um, the beginning of me going deeper into legislating my life. It was the beginning of me understanding that I had a responsibility that was different than what their responsibility was. I had uh, an obligation to obey God differently because I had watched him cover me. Obedience is a preserver of life. Obedience. There's a thing about disobeying a direct order. Have you ever been in a situation where God gave you some instructions? Forget just about God giving you some instructions, but your parent may have given you some instructions and you blatantly disobeyed and and fooled around and mama found out. Remember back in the day, don't don't you bring nobody in my house until I get home. Honey, I done snuck so many folks out the back door. <laughs> Right? And they was just my friends, but my mama didn't want anybody in her house and different little things. And I remember one time my mom came home and I couldn't get them out fast enough, child. That was it. And I mean, whooping. And I was a big girl. I wasn't a little girl. Right? So there, there were certain things. There are certain things that God will give us direct instruction on that if we are mindful um, and if we understand the gravity of the power of our willingness to obey God, it will begin to restructure life as we know it. I'm going to take you back to James, um, the the first chapter, and I want you to read. Right before I go there, let me let me let me read this real quick in Romans six. So since we're out from the old tyranny, does that mean we can live any old kind of way that we want? Since we're free in the freedom of God. Can we do anything that comes to mind? This is in the message version. Hardly. You know well enough from your own experience that there are some acts of so-called freedom that destroy freedom. Offer yourself to sin, for instance, and it's your last free act. But offer yourself to the ways of God and the freedom never quits. All your lives you've let sin tell you what to do. But thank God 
you started to obey or to shama or to listen to a new master, one whose commands set you free to live openly in his freedom, right? And, and so as we travel through this uh, this month of obedience, I, I believe that uh, God is reprogramming some of us to consider that if we'd hearken unto the voice of the Lord our God, some of the things that we've been uh, begging God for, we can legislate in. Some of the things that we've been asking God uh, for full operation in, we can legislate through. There is a, a, a kingdom reign that he is trying to get into the eyes of your understanding, into your mindset, that you would really begin to, that the word declares, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And in obedience is literally a life of legislation. It's a life of operating from judicial permissions. It's a life of operating uh, in courts and postures of places of authority that are already given, that are predestined from the foundation of the earth. But you have to know your legal rights. You've got to know what it looks like to have kingdom jurisdiction in every single area that you are sent to. Right? So so after uh, James 1, it says, uh, James 1, 2, and 4, consider it a sheer gift, friends, when the tests and challenges come at you from all sides. You know that under pressure, your faith life is forced into the open and shows its true colors. So don't try to get out of anything prematurely. Let it do its work so that you can become mature and well-developed, not deficient in any way. If you don't know what you're doing, pray to the Father. He loves to help you, right? You'll get his help and won't be uh, condensed to where you ask for it. But ask boldly, believing without a second thought. People who worry their prayers are like wind-whipped waves. Don't think you're going to get anything from the master that way, adrift at sea, keeping all of your options open. When down and outers get a break, cheer, right? When the arrogant and rich are brought down to size, cheer. Prosperity is a short-lived as a wildflower. Um, so don't ever count on it. You know that as soon as the sun rises, Pouring down in the scorching heat, the flower withers. Right? Um, jump down to 12. Anyone who meets a testing challenge head on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate. For such persons, loyally, loyally in love with God, the reward is life and more life. Don't let anyone under pressure uh, to give you to evil say, God is trying to trip me up. God is impervious to evil and puts evil in no one's way. The temptation to give in to evil comes from us and us only. We have no one to blame but the leering, seducing flare-up of our own lust. Lust gets pregnant and has a baby, sin. Sin grows up to adulthood and becomes a real killer. 
So my very dear friends, don't get thrown off course. Every desirable and beneficial gift comes out of heaven. The gifts are river of light cascading down from the father of light. There is nothing deceitful in God, nothing two-faced, nothing fickle. He brought us to life using the true word, showing us off as the crown of his creatures. Right? So then the word says this, act like you hear. Post this at all the intersections, dear friends. Lead with your ears. Follow up with your tongue. Let anger strangle, stagger along in the rear. God's righteousness doesn't grow from human anger. So throw all spoiled virtue and uh, cantankerousness, evil and evil in the garbage. In simple humility, let our gardener, God, landscape you with the word, making salvation garden of your life. Right? This word is, is so, this entire chapter is so rich and so full of basic instructions of what it looks like to legislate from a place of just honoring God with your life, being able to hear his voice, being able to uh, operate from a place of for real conviction and strength. The word is meant to cut us. It's made to make us uncomfortable. If you can hear the word of God consistently and it never do anything inside of you, you need to check your connection. My prayer in this season is that we would mature in such a way that when we are approached with uh, opportunities to blow it and, and they'll come, that we would immediately begin to think of living life and living life more abundantly, what that requires as a believer. There's a level of obedience that's required of us in this season that's going to take us to the next level. And I believe this, this next 30 days is the beginning of something very, very beautiful. And sometimes we don't understand why God says what he says, but I'm a living witness that if he gives you an instruction, if you hear that still small voice and you make an active decision to obey him, I am even saying a supernatural impartation of for real, the manifestation of you physically being able to see God's hand on your life, of you being able to see him salvage some of the plans that he had and some of the agendas that you had be foiled, that he would be able to get the glory out of your life in a very different way. When you obey God, even if it looks like you're losing, I need you to know there's a win in the cut. The win is coming. And as you start to grow in your faith and as you start to be established and you start to get your footing in your walk, what you'll notice is the more you obey God, the more he begins to give you capacity. Kind of like that Isaiah 54, stretch forth your curtains, strengthen, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes for soon you'll be bursting on the left and on the right. You begin to obey God. You begin to hear his voice and do what it is that he says over your will, over your desire. You start to move in the things of uh, kingdom legislation with your life. Watch what God does to favor of the Lord is going to begin to open doors for you like never before. I am confident that that's going to be the experience. So with that said, I'm a little bit over time. 
Uh, I pray that something that I said sparks something in you that makes you want to shama. Lord, I just want to hear you. I want to hear you in such a way that it takes some of the pressure off of me to have to figure it out. How about that? Because it does. I promise. Oh, my kids, if you would just obey God, if you would just hearken unto the voice of the Lord our God, I didn't want to go into the blessings and the curses, uh, Deuteronomy 28, because it's real, y'all. There, there are consequences for not obeying him. But I want to tell you how great of a pleasure it has been. And I, I'm not just saying this. Um, it's not always easy, right? Sometimes I want to do what everybody else gets to do. But I also understand the weight of my walk. I understand the weight of the responsibility that I have to those that are onlooking. And it's not always comfortable, but I promise it's always just. That being said, here's the time that we have set aside for those that joined the call a little late, didn't have an opportunity to say good morning. Good morning. Good morning, it's sunshine. Good morning. Sunshine, good morning. Go ahead. Oh, good morning, it's Jubilant. Hey, Jube, good morning. Good, good morning, morning Tina. Martin. Hey, Tina, girl, good morning. This is Rita, good morning. Hey, Rita. Obey. Good morning, it's Patsy. Pretty Patrice, good morning, Dion. Pretty Patrice and Patsy, good morning. Wonderful declaration. Good morning, it's Krishanda, great word. God bless hey, you. Krishanda, good morning. God bless you. Good morning. It's Monica. Hey, Monica. Good morning. Good, good morning, morning Tracy. Tracy. Thank you so much. Hey, Tracy. Who else was that? We all, Mia. Hey, Mother. Good morning. Good morning, babe. Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. Wonderful word this morning. Hey, Prosperous. Good morning. Good morning, it's Kenya. I got to get your niece ready for her first day of school, but I had a dream about you. I'm calling you later. Okay, I'm waiting for it. Good morning, this is Juanita. Great hey, Juanita girl. Good morning. Good morning, dear Shell. Love you. Hey, Shell, morning. Good morning, dear Miss D. Hey, good morning, Miss D. Hey, Dion. Good morning, Christina. Hey, Nina. Good morning. Morning. Good morning, Dion. Thank you for your declaration, Sister Sylvia. Hey, good morning, Sister Sylvia. Good morning, Sanai J. Hey there, girl. Good morning. Good morning. It's beloved Barb. Great word. Love you. Amen. Good morning, beloved. Love you, too. Good morning, it's me, Mary. Hey, Dion. Hey, me, Mary, girl. Anybody else? Amen. Any questions, comments, commentary of any sort this morning? I'll be honest, Christina. I um, okay. 
I, I love how you talked and you were so transparent about when you heard what the voice of God told you to do. And any time you didn't do that and the consequence of that action versus when you just stayed under the umbrella of obedience and how you realized you still had so much room to do what you wanted to do within that realm. So thank you, because that a lot of times, you know, especially when you're when you're growing in Christ, you think that you're limited with what you can do with the freedom of your choice, but you're not. It's the enemy that tries to make you think that it's greener on the other side, but that's actually artificial grass. So no that's question. all I got. <laughs> that's absolutely artificial grass, honey. <laughs> That's a great analogy. <laughs> hey, Dion, I want to, uh, what Christina Joy just said, it makes me think about that obedience part. And when you were talking about, I, I too, because I was over on Ohio side at my papa house and that street light, you, yeah, be in the house or, you know, they're saying a soft, a hard head make a soft behind. That's the same thing when you knew, you knew better, but you still wanted to go turn them corners and uh, be out in them streets. So as you were telling the story about the you coming out the club and the with the gunshots, that, that seemed like a familiar story to me as well. Hard-headed as heck. Thank God for a mama who made sure I had AAA as well. Your story just, it just made me think about when we are doing, when we're not obedient and things happen, um, and God's grace still is sufficient. So I'm just glad, like, the transparency and how you tell your stuff and that's how we grow. Not trying to act like, you know, we always do what we're supposed to do because that's not factual. That's why we go through things. But just how you um, walk it and, and how you, you – you're just such a blessing. So I just thank you for just who you are and who you've been to me and all of my charons. And I love you so, so much. Grateful that you, you made it back that night. You probably – was you over there over by Quickway? Okay, let me let me go back on you. Listen, child. The, the way the man that, that had been talking to me all night when he saw my car hit all in, all in fours, he said, I don't know what you want me to do. I said, ooh, well, all right. <laughs> Woo. Child, I had so many nearby. Anybody else this morning? Good morning. Yeah, uh, <clears throat> Jubilee. And I'm sitting here listening to you. I'm like, Keep telling my story. <laughs> I, I dare say, oh, I have, I have family. I have family. Right. I, I was going through the same thing when I was younger, you know. I didn't have to have nobody tell me nothing. The, the Lord was always in my ear, even though I didn't go to church, you know. So I didn't know that was the Lord until I you know, actually came into the, to the church. But I always had this voice in my ear said, uh-uh, you ain't going there. Or if I did something wrong, okay, go. You, you did. I remember one time um, I had cut my sister's hair. I had stole some scissors from the, I was about kindergarten, first grade. I had stole some scissors from, from the school, and I asked my sister if she wanted to play barbershop because our parents were petitions. And so she was like, yeah, but she was almost on her way to sleep. So I sat there and cut her hair. And turned around and threw all of the, the evidence in the toilet and didn't flush it. My mother knew right away by the grade of the hair whose hair it was. Mm. And so she got up and she was like, 
Oh, you know, she was going to whoop us. So I took the belt. I knew what the belt was, and I hit it. But that spirit <laughs> was on me so heavy, saying, now, you know you was wrong. That wasn't right. Go get that belt. You deserve that spanking. <laughs> it just reminds me so much of myself, you know, and, and had I not been, like, listening to that voice, you know, um, even when I became a Christian, I wouldn't have been able to receive my husband because, you know, he walked with me through this whole process. So it was just good to hear and refreshing to hear that there was somebody else like me because I was thinking I was the only person. <laughs> I was like, why can't I get away from this voice? I would even at some point, you know, I started drinking just to drown that voice out. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. you know, just wanted to let you know, I was like, it's somebody else that was just like me. <laughs> Listen, I mean, honey, I, I couldn't do nothing and not hear. I was like, ooh. Yeah, I, I I could always hear before I understood that I could hear. So I get it, Ju. Totally. And, and, and hearing. I can and hear hearing, you. And when he says something to you and you're going, are you talking to me? Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Come so yes, man. You mean you want me to do that, or you want me not to do that? Um, I, this is Krishanda. Of course, I um enjoyed your declaration this morning. I feel so. I don't even have the words to describe um how I feel about what you taught this morning. Such a great declaration, and. You know, listening to that voice, of course, keeps us safe when we're obedient. But also, sometimes we're fearful about the thing that he's asking us to do. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. And we don't know what's on the other side. Um, Good um, for us. Sometimes it could look so horrible, like having to go into the sea where God's going to get you to the other side, away from the Egyptians or whatever it is. And there's a blessing. Um. So your word was very precious this morning. God bless you. Amen. Good morning, Dion. This is Steve. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was beautiful. It had me in a lot of thought as I was listening, not reminiscing and going back. But what's standing out is that being able to be in the courts and being one who moves the hand of God for the things and petitioning for those things in prayer, being able to legislate making moves in the court systems, and that's powerful. Hearing God and knowing my position, your position, our position in Christ puts us in position by obedience to be able to move the hand of God over the things we're praying for. Because you mentioned versus begging, crying out and begging, not knowing who we are and the power that we have that God has given us based on our obedience. That's powerful. And as as I listened, I'm thinking about the things that God has moved based on the obedience and how the struggle to stay obedient is so real and vital that I at times have these conversations going on like, well, you know, if you do X, Y, and Z, you, you, you on the line right now, you got things out here that you are legislating to move. And if you step to the left or to the right, you lose your whole positioning. So I'm yeah. real thankful to hear that. It reiterated so much as I'm getting ready to go back into the man's court. But God has also shown the outcome. But I got to stay put. I have to stay obedient because everything hangs in the balance based on my moves. 
Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you all this morning. Amen. God bless you as well. And it does. There, There's that one moment that isolates in your mind's eye between whether or not you're going to obey God, considering all we have is our mind, our will, and the seat of our emotions. It's our responsibility, like literally, um, to honor God differently with our lives. And we, we make those choices actively. Every single time we do, it's called the trading floors. Remember that terminology, the trading floors, where we exchange our will for his divine will. And we make those steps on a consistent base, which leaves us in a place where we have a responsibility to, in some instances, come out of agreement with some of the things that we've legislated with our lives, right? Mm -hmm. That's where repentance Mm -hmm. comes in. I'll talk about that a little bit more tomorrow. Tomorrow I'll go a little bit more in depth in what the trading floors look like and what it looks like to renounce and to revisit historical sins so that we can begin to operate in this freedom that we are given as kingdom believers. For real, a lot of people are not experiencing that quote-unquote fullness of joy that is talked about because you have unrepented sin. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's important so, that that we understand that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. That's that's excellent. It's right on point. It's like negotiating with the, the embedded sins, like you're saying in the trading floors. You're negotiating, and also yeah. you mentioned about being an eye shot and earshot of a parent. God sees it all. We are always an eye shot and earshot. Yeah. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Yes, literally. Literally. Amen. Anybody else? Yes. Hey. Hey, how you doing, sis? This is Moxie. Hey. Okay. On that note, like when we, what you just said, Miss Dee, about um, we are always in his eyes and ear. I just thought about, um, you know, I grew up in the projects. You know what I'm saying? And my mom, who was, she used to tell me, Cat, we can go to the back. You know, and wow, that's where all the fun was. That's where everybody was. You know, and me and Kat always snuck. Me and Ochizo, we always found the way. She probably saw us. My mama probably saw us. But we always tried to find a way to sneak, get our butts back there. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's the disobedience, you know, far as that goes. But with God, you know, with us, we, we all by, you know, by him, by me being established in him, it's different. Because I, he knows, and I, I gotta, you know, understand that he knows that he sees all. So being aware of that, and he's my father, I can bring these disobedient behaviors to him. You know, like the, you know, this, and that's what I get. What you mean about the trading floor? So I just, I just love your declaration. So I'm just happy to say thank you. Amen. I, I just want to make obedience sexy. <laughs> How about that? In, in real life, that's it. Yeah. I, I want to make obedience hot. I want to make obedience so attractive. By the time this month ends, where we have a desire to obey God, that's not always the easiest thing to do. But what I can say is, is this, that 
there are times and seasons where I obeyed God and I, I looked around and everybody else was having fun. You, when you go ahead of God, you you stop legislating and you start negotiating. Some things in living kingdom are non-negotiable, right? When you go pre-adventure, and this is what I tell you, when I look at some of the people whose lives were not riddled with obedience, and I see what they look like and how life has kicked their booty, I mean, look, uh, I'm 50 years old. I see some people, and they look 80. We went to the same school, had the same opportunities. Honey, their lives look like they've lived a life of disobedience. But let me tell you what obedience does. It preserves you. Literally, it pres- it keeps you. It's like being almost mummified. He he keeps us from looking like what we've been through. And I'm grateful. Like I, I wouldn't trade it for anything. Anybody else? Hey, DSCO, I just want to share. Hey, when you don't be obedient, you know how you get the bubble gut to your stomach be hurting. I, I hated that feeling, knowing that mm-hmm. I did not do what I was supposed to do, and it was just constant. I was like, uh-uh, see, I'm not with this. I got to obey because I don't like that stomach ache feeling. But when mm-hmm. I found out how much it was to obey and how much better I felt, not just my stomach, but I'm just saying just life, period, when you obey, it just it makes everything, you know, just work for your good. There it is, Romans 8 and 28. That's it. It's, it's always working for our good, even when we don't get it. It is, look, obedience is better than sacrifice, period. And you always win when you obey. Always, not sometimes, always. Pastor Dion, this is Prosperous Pam. Um, yeah, I, I, that's what I got from your declaration is um the obedience is protection. Um, when you were talking about how all, you know, your circle that you were, that you were around, um, were doing one thing, but, you know, Holy Spirit told you, uh-uh, no, don't do that. And then mm-hmm. just to see the protection is, is, is just so powerful. And I thank God so much for his protection. Um, and I know that it's on obedience, but it's also on something, some, sometimes you think you want something really bad. But then you look back and see God's protection in it. So I just thank you so much for your word. Yeah. Yeah, God is God is good. Like, for real, when I say everybody went to jail but me, everybody went to jail but me, literally. Hey, see, that just else? also reminds us about warning before destruction. If you don't obey, you're not going to add heed to the warning. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. real life. Hey, man, anybody else? Somebody took somebody about to scramble some eggs? Good morning. Hey, this is Sister yeah. Hey, go ahead. Hi, I was uh when you were talking about, well first thing I think I heard you mention about um when you're you have to be within earshot and growing up and you know, mine's was, you know, you had to be in before dark 
um, growing up in uh, San Francisco, and I remember I used to want to be outside with the other kids. And so I decided to make my bed up one day and, and not be in it and put a little pile of clothes and climb out the patio. <laughs> and, oh, my God. When I, I mean, I'll never forget it. And when I came back, the bed was pulled back, clothes was not, you know, and all I can think of was I'm about to die. <laughs> I lay there just shivering, scared to death, and the night went through, nothing happened. The next day, my mother said she didn't come in there. <clears throat> she didn't touch me because she, if she would, she probably would have killed me. And so I was like, okay, that's it. <laughs> I'll never do that again. But just the things like that, you know, I, I can relate to. And also, for me currently, you know, um, I struggle with, I love that this topic for the month because this is something that I have been struggling with, you know, in, in my calling as chaplain and in seminary and everything going on right now is just to be, just doing the right thing, you know, recognizing that I'm not who I used to be, um, and that I, you know, don't do the things I used to do. And it's a struggle every day, you know, just watching the right thing you know, on a, a Netflix or on TV, just things like that. But the Holy Spirit always seems to tap me on the shoulder, remind me, uh, 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 you know. Um, and so I really appreciate your declaration in that sense. It, it's definitely what I need for this this season right now. Thank you so much. Amen. Very good. Very good. It is definitely that season. And it, it will pay. Amen. Anybody else? Yeah, it's Dee Dee. I was going to say, I was thinking about being disobedient and just using the analogy of being somewhere when Mona was talking about not going in the back where all the fun was. I have, y'all know about my brother, he's 15 months older than me, so I would get in trouble because of his disobedience, if that makes any sense, because I wanted him to like me and accept me because he didn't want me to be a girl. He really, I was trained to be a boy until I was like 10, learn how to fight, all that stuff. But what's funny, I'm thinking about my mom who would tell us not to go to the park and not, you know, you got to do your chores and all that stuff. But since he was so hard-headed, he was like, no, we can go and get back before she get home. I'm following him. I don't know how many times, this is how dumb I was, how many times we would get busted, but we going to still do it anyway because we're being disobedient. And where we live from the park, it wasn't a, it was, it was a good little walk. She would pull up in her car and tell us we better beat her home. I don't know if anybody else had, ever had to happen. <laughs> How you going to beat a car home? <laughs> and then, like Sister Sylvia said, then she going to threaten our lives. We going to get a whooping, but she didn't always whoop us right then. So then you got to have that mm-hmm. anticipation of when the whooping was going to come. I hate and that. Sometimes, why? And sometimes, why? you know, them wet whooping, you getting out the tub. And she <laughs> oh, yeah. I just, I think I have PTSD. But, <laughs> but I'm thinking. Oh, Lord Jesus, that's why I don't smoke to this day, Dion, because I got busted smoking around the corner, and my mama told me I was going to smoke that whole pack of cigarettes. Yeah, I, I think I was. Thank you, Lord, for delivering. That's all. Thank you for delivering. <laughs> oh, that old anticipating that whooping. Oh, my God. Even right now, if I do something that I know or say something I know is out of pocket, ooh, Jesus have mercy. It may not be a whooping with a belt. But golly. I know this isn't really 
Christian related, but Dee Dee, you just, that was just such a good little laugh. The anticipation that I just was reminded of that Eddie Murphy's um, skit when the mom told him to go out and pick his little switch. And he, he came back with some a little, little light little thing. Anyway, that was funny, but very, very true. <laughs> yeah, when you have to go pick your own switch. <laughs> I have a story. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> I was just sharing this yesterday to my younger son. Oh, to have a mother that hears your hears from God. Oh my goodness, she's way out of state, and she's calling me. What are y'all doing? <laughs> that's terrible. That, Listen. And also, yeah, I remember the time. Yeah, she told us to get it inside before the light come uh, come on. But uh, it's my sister that was disobedient. And go out, and she she knows it that we was out there, that she was out there, or I was out there. But to have a mother that's a prophet, oh my goodness! Yeah, that that was hard. That's that's what my kids say, Mama. What? How do you know that? Or or my little brother would call me at one, two o'clock in the morning. And I'd be up praying for him. Stop praying for me. <laughs> He needed his iniquities. <laughs> oh, listen, him and his iniquity, even right now, he'll be like, okay, sis, check this out. I got something I need to do. I need about three, four days. Can you not pray for me, please? Please don't pray for me. <laughs> and he'd be dead serious. Please don't pray for me. Hey, man, anybody else? Good morning. I- to whoever says they have to go down switch. Have to do what? Go out in the backyard and get your own switch for your woman. Absolutely. I used to have to pick mine all the time, and if it was too small, she'd send me back until it was the right time. That's it. That's it. (laughs) You you were telling all of our story, really. Right. Yep, it's true. Love you, D.I. Love you, too, Miss B. Who else was that that was sharing? Good morning. This is Tony. Good morning, everyone. Thank God for another morning just to be alive and just to tell him thank you. I was laughing at you all. I didn't get the whole declaration, but I did come in on the disobedient, and it's just confirmation. Every time I get on the line, the Lord always reveals my confirmations that he is always with me, but it is a consequence to being disobedient. And we are responsible for one another's action. I was reading the Sunday school lesson about David and and uh, Nathan, Nathan, David and Nathan, and the prophet came to give David a, a word from the Lord. But we are our brother's keeper, and we are responsible for one another's actions. So we're accountable for one another. So I was, and Miss Dion, Pastor Dion, as you said, you know, when you don't be obedient and do what God says do, then that nightlife will tear you up, and you will look, you look bad. You look bad, and they be looking at you. Well, how you look so young? Because I made a choice to follow God. But I thank God for the Word, for the people of God. He strengthens us every day, and we. And if you listen to God, He does speak in a still small voice. If you listen, but you have to listen and pay attention. Amen. That's it. Amen. In praise God, life. this is praise God, hey. this is Rita. I listen, hey. it don't make a difference where we live, where we from, or nothing. We all have the same story. 
My mom used to tell us to go get the willow trees because it was right across the street. She'd get three of them and braid them, and you know that ain't no joke. She used them <laughs> as whips. She'd catch you out in the yard. She'd tell us if the front porch light on, you better be sitting on the porch. Listen. We didn't play that case. We didn't play that sneaking people in my mom's house because everybody <laughs> around us was kin. So then somebody was going to tell it. But the decoration was beautiful. How do you say? I listened to it, and for some reason, we had this little shadow that was on me because I just moved in my new apartment, and this was the first night I slept in it, and it was so beautiful. And uh, I just said, that was me. That was me. That was me. But I was an obedient child. I just talked back. <laughs> but I love your declaration, and it brings back so many memories to say, everybody went through the same thing. I don't care where you're from. Y'all have a blessed day. Amen. Good stuff. Good, good stuff. I like it. And congratulations on your new place. Amen. Anybody else? Yeah, I had a father that was a carpenter. So when I didn't come in, when I was supposed to, another night before it was dark, I came home and my key didn't fit in the in the block. Oh oh. So I was. Oh oh. Oh you was molded. <laughs> Yikes. Oh. Oh, you was real. I mean, he went way down the street. Shame. That man, he had been planning to change them locks. <laughs> He was sick of you. Yes. Yeah, you had to got on his nerves, Tina. Dion, I go in when the door when you come home and your whole door off. You don't have a door on your Listen. <laughs> door be straight off the hinge. Come on. Now that's that's that next level you moated. <laughs> hey man. Anybody else before we get ready to wrap it up? I just want good morning, Dion. Uh, Pastor morning. Dion, this is this is persistent. I just want to say I love you. That's all. It's just an incredible. It's the. It's just lately I've been telling God I ain't having no fun. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. I'm, I'm laughing at myself. <laughs> I can absolutely relate. You know, and then to come into this word, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Come on, honey. You better shut definitely... up about that fun before you get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just it's just, just like him and I just appreciate you so much. And I I just love the declare victory line. It's just you know, it's just a reminder to stay in my position, stay in my place. And um in all in all in all time. It's the right season and don't stay off of it. And you're so right. I don't look like what I've been through. And I know Man. I don't and I certainly don't look my age. So God Man. is so good. Listen, he is a preserver. Love, love, <laughs> love you too, honey. Sometimes you gotta turn around and walk away from that fun and be like, yeah, now, nah. like when when everybody started going to jail, you know, and they was high side and everybody was buying new cars. And my home girl, who uh, <laughs> my home girl who thought she had something, honey, when she had that little fella, that now mind y'all. When when I moved to Atlanta, this is my home girl. I moved to Atlanta with that because she was mad at me when I told her that that cat was no good for her, and um, she 
she lost her car, the car that he had quote unquote pretended to buy her. She lost it. It just came and sucked her dry. We laugh and uh, cackle about it now, but in the moment it was not funny. And the cold part is she is now an RN. And because of that experience and, and 90% of what he did, she had no idea he was doing. And she had to go through a whole bunch of hula hoop jumping to be a registered nurse because of that one incident that she didn't have nothing to do with. All the stuff he had done with her cotton picking uh social security number. I mean, and it cost her, right? So our disobedience will cost us. Amen. Anybody else before we go? Hey, I don't know, this is one more time. That's like when my pastor talks about, uh, you know, all these women that say they want a man with three, six, you know, all these sixes, six-figure this, these six-foot, whatever, driving six series, you got to be careful. That's what I'm thinking about when you're a friend, because that happened. I know some people that happened that too, that happened too got bamboozled and took, and still to this day, and we, you know how long ago that was, they still don't have everything back together because of the wolf. They came and um, sold their identity. So thank you for yeah. reminding us of that. Absolutely. I mean, he did her, her name a number. Amen. Anybody else? Well, it's that not. Me of that book. Go ahead. That remind me of that book that says um, the guy wrote, Wrong Turns, You Can Make Right. You go down the, uh, I mean, wrong lanes, you make the right turn. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's it's up to us because at the end of the day, let me, let me tell you a secret. Ain't nobody going to answer for what you are called to do. While we may have a responsibility to hold one another accountable, listen, I can't go to your hell for you. And you can't go... To, to hell for me. I got to give an account for my own will, my own decisions, my own understanding. It is a very individualistic life legislation, and we are all responsible for it. Your obedience is your responsibility. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, Deanna, since the, uh, as I was listening to people who say they know people, I was one of them people. Hip, slick, cool, you know, like I can cut a corner, cut a rug and everything else. <laughs> Thank God for getting out of that place where I was trading my life on a day basis, minute by minute, to get that instant gratification to be able to go through processes now. And the rewards are so great. And they're not even just intangible. It's what's taking place internally that I rejoice about. Yeah, yeah. A lot of us have spent quite a bit of time on the trading floors unbeknownst to us. And the cold part is we have not redeemed that which we've, we've traded with our words. By the time this is all over, 
uh, we will end up in a place of some renunciations and some disavowing and some coming out of agreements with. This is this is going to be one of those moments where I believe we are walking into some of our best seasons yet. Yes, Lord, I'm in agreement with that. Amen. Anybody else? Dion, this is funny. I can go on and on about everything that you did, and but we'll be here all day because it definitely um, some of the things. I mean, I've experienced it all. Oh, the disobedience part, though, too, and the consequences behind it. You know, um, seemed like um, more the consequences outweighed more than what the offense was. You know, but. Um, I just thank God for who he is and who he is in my life because, um, man, I, I mean, my story, I'm glad I don't look like what I've been through because um, right. I couldn't even tell you, you tell it all, you know. But um, I thank God for just, you know, learning and growing and um, um, being able to be on Declare Victory that's helping me to learn and grow Um in his word. And I just, so I just thank you today for your declaration. Thank you um, for your obedience and your transparency. Amen. Amen. And y'all, I, I still have to think, you know, it, man, <laughs> I, I still have to, to argue on the trading floor. I'm just grateful that today I, I don't so easily get swayed to what I know is not going to serve me. And that's all. It's really just understanding what's going to serve you in this season of your life. How far are you willing to go to get to your grace? What are you willing to release to the care of God so that you can be and do and experience all that God has for you in this season? Because I'm telling you guys, there's more. This this is about to be one of them mind-blowing seasons. There are some birthings that are happening. There are some um, moments of overcoming that are taking place. If you receive it, if you'll walk in it, and if you'll choose ye this day who you will serve, the seat of your will, your mind, your will, and your emotions, make active decisions to win in this season. I hope that during the course of your day when you get uh, summoned to either choose up or choose down, that you remember, I'm telling you, if you just do what he says, you always win. Even if it looked like you're losing, you always win. If he tell you don't, nope, don't don't take advantage of that contract at this moment. Don't take that job. I know it looks like the pay is more than what you're making right now. Listen, don't stop at the first relationship that's offered to you. I got something else for you. We have to choose what it is that he is saying in this season, and I promise you it will be beneficial beneficial for you to obey. So I'm excited because I believe that this season of learning how to obey God differently is going to walk you into some supernatural prosperity, some supernatural healing, some supernatural mindset shift, some supernatural heart posture shaping, and things that will change your life as you've known it forever because you'll be cognizant of obeying God in this season. Amen. Amen. 
That being said, it's Tuesday, y'all. Pastor Lavelle will be teaching TNT this evening. We'll meet right back here. I'm going to teach one more time tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're going to discuss the trading floors and what it looks like um, to obey God and how you can start to implement um, full operation of what it looks like to legislate in the heavens from a prayer perspective, from a relational perspective, from a life application perspective, and how that when you are operating on the trading floors, what that actually looks like. I'm excited about it. I pray that you are as well. Tag a friend, tell a friend, share the banner. Make sure that you are inviting people to a lifestyle of obedience. It pays a wage. Ask me how I know. That's all I got. That being said, y'all have a wonderful day. Be blessed, be encouraged, but more importantly, honey, be obedient. It's worth it. Love y'all. Have a phenomenal day. Have a great day. Love y'all. Love you guys. Bye.
holding hope, walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while I'm staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please. Declare.